Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Say hello to 8 o'clock here on Overtime After Dark with the DOC here on 106.7 The Fan. Heavy Metal Chris pushing all the right buttons. And man, are we, we chomping at the bits here. Championship weekend and a man who's no stranger to championship win weekend and also the Niners and of course the Burgundy and Gold. So we're honored to be able to get Charles Mann to come back and join us. Um Charles I, I am I'm just trying not to hyperventilate because <laughs> we're coming on Sunday. It's Sunday, but this is truly the one game that I mean, you don't want to lose any of them. But I've always thought this is the worst loss you could ever have, and that is when you lose the game that would propel you into the champ, you to win it all, and um, didn't have to experience that. But we've all been through some tough times and some really great times. And I'm wondering, what's your take about the matchup of both teams? To start with the AFC matchup with the goat. Yeah, I, and I, the I you know, there's. Yeah, there's a reason why you get home field throughout um, and you make sure that you got home field advantage because it is an advantage. One, the Baltimore Ravens didn't have to play a couple of weeks ago, so they got rested. <clears throat> if you look at the injury report, uh, the Ravens have four guys on it and Kansas City Chiefs has 15. Um, you know, and they're playing for once. Mahomes, as great as Mahomes is, he has to play away again two weekends in a row. And he's going to be playing against the, certainly the MVP uh, quarterback. Uh, so, uh, you know, my, my heart sees Kansas City. But my guts and brain say, you know, there's no way the Ravens lose this. Uh, they have too many weapons, and they're too ready for this game. That's what I th- That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I'm just, I'm numb. I start um, thinking about little things like you lose a guard. Tuna is yes. uh, out for Kansas City, and I remember when we lost to the Bears in '85, and, and we had um, Ken Huff broke his ankle in the first quarter. And I you know, remember that. I think yeah. we had about 97 yards of total offense. We were rolling. And then he, you know, it's like a dam breaks, and they smell it. They see it. And they they put Hampton, they put all them studs over there, and it was an ugly ending. Yeah. But I, I yeah. wonder, 
you know, how you recover from that. And that's what it's all about. It takes 53 men to win it. And I don't care how good your team is. It's down to the last man. You got to be tight the whole way. So it sounds like you like Baltimore, but you realize that the GOAT is in red. He is, and he's overcome a lot. I mean, look, I watched Kansas City all season long, all year long. I had to I had to root for them because they seem to be on TV every week. They are the Super Bowl champs. Oh, yeah, they're like the Cowboys. They're on all the time, yeah. Yeah, so uh, they did not look good. You know, uh, folks throwing temper tantrums after losses. You know, uh, I mean, Kelsey didn't look good. He's dropping balls. You know, the Taylor Swift effect, whatever that means. Uh, all of this, and and yet the Ravens just seem to get it done. You know, I, I mean, they just are. They they remind me of the Redskins of yesterday when we were handling people. They've taken care of business. There's not a lot of chatter from there. There was a lot of crap talked about, you know, the 49ers and this and that, and then they went out there and destroyed the 49ers. Um, They just are sitting in a position where, you know, uh, I mean, it's all about the turnover game, okay? So, you know, let's defense wins championships, and the team that has the least amount of turnovers and gives the, gives the ball away are the ones that are going to win. Doc, I am reminded that we had a plus 45 turnover ratio in 1992 Super Bowl. Plus 45. That's unheard of. Nobody will get near that anytime soon. That's what wins championships. Yeah, I think Baltimore has shown I think they're the best team in the world, but it doesn't mean they'll win. That's true. That is true. Best team in the world. I mean, and my, uh, that's why I say my, my heart is for Kansas City because I just I, – I, I like Mahomes. I like how he makes stuff happen. Uh, like that little country boy in him. Uh, you know, it's, it's fun to watch. He makes plays when you don't think their plays should be made. Um, but – the Ravens are set up to win the thing, you know. They they really are. Now let's talk about let's talk about the Forty ers man. Yeah, let's talk about your old club as well. Because yeah, magic. Yeah. I mean, they're blue blood. What uh, describe to our our audience when we talk about class and an operation? Yeah. I, I yeah. just don't know who you can put ahead of them as a model organization. Well, you know what? It's interesting. So. I'm on the alumni, so I get a a weekly newsletter of how they're doing, where they're at, and it comes from their alumni head, who is, um, I can't even think of his name, uh, uh, Shelby Satow. Anyway, he's, he, obviously he played, I don't remember him, but, uh, but I get a weekly notice from him, and they just, I remember going there when I first got there. I was talking about well, the Redskins do it this way. Well, the Redskins do it this way. Well, the Red. I was trying. You know, I've been one place for eleven seasons, so I couldn't right. help but to, to reach back to what I knew. And then I saw the Forty Nine er way, and I'm telling you, they're a class organization. All the former players come around. They're in the locker room. They're on the sidelines. 
Uh, it, it's just really a, a fun atmosphere. It's kind of like what I thought we would have uh, as, you know, people that, you know, I was a part of three Super Bowls here, and, and uh, I just assumed, you know, I would be welcomed in. And, and, and with the other regime, I hadn't, and maybe they, they will change up and do a better job with us this year uh, coming up. So, but anyway, we're talking about the 49ers and the Lions. So the Lions are the Cinderella story. The Lions, I love the storyline two weeks ago with the Rams coming in there and them letting Jared Goff go after losing the Super Bowl and made him basically the GOAT. And he's rebuilt his career and they swapped quarterbacks. You know, the uh, Lions quarterback goes to the Rams. The Rams quarterback goes to the Lions. You know, now the Rams have won a, won a Super Bowl. And Jared Goff has a monkey on his back, and he has a chip on his shoulder, and he wants to win bad. Unfortunately, they don't have home field advantage. They're not going to be in the in the stadium in, in Detroit. They're going to be out there in Santa Clara. And, uh, you know, things Purdy. Uh, Doc, i got to tell you a quick story. Can I tell you a quick story, please? Sure. Yep. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm in the gym the other day, and these guys come up to me. And they know me, and I see me in the gym all the time. But anyway, these guys come up to me, and they're talking about Purdy and his hands. And Rennett was talking about his small hands, and, you know, he just looked bad. He, did, he, he looked like a young quarterback last weekend. I don't expect him to look like that this weekend, but he did look like that last weekend. But they were talking about his hands, and I just got so sick and tired of hearing people talking about this young man's hands. And so I walked up to him, and the guy was talking to me, said, what do you think, Mr. Man? And I said, you know what? Okay, let me look. Put your hands up to my hands. And this man put his hands up to mine. And I said, and I had him about four inches, Doc. And I said, you, look at you. You have small hands. And, uh, you know, he, uh, he looked at me, he laughed, and he couldn't say anything else. Are y'all having trouble hearing me, Doc? Now, now you better you stay closer to your mic. Yeah, you were going in and out. Okay, sorry about that. Sorry about no, that. Cool. Yeah, so so the guy's hands were about four inches smaller than mine, and here he had nerve enough to well, talk about Brock Purdy in his little hands. Yeah, I think huh? if you measured your hands with most of the population, that'd well, be that's that'd what be I tried. Effect. Yeah, but I want because I'm dogging people last week the buffalo bills you know and it was the the missed pass you know uh their superstar wide receiver missed an over the shoulder pass that is a hard pass yeah yeah but he's made so many great catches that's why we're we're a little bit we were caught off guard with that yeah, but he, you know, you know how much it was a lot on that game, and it, it's one of it the best really throws I've ever those. seen. Yeah, that was one of the best throws I've ever seen. Yeah, but there was so much pressure on those players. I mean, yeah, they, well, you know, uh, to to see a wide right again. Yeah. I mean, it just, you know, they're like snake bit, and they thought they were getting over that, but for the Detroit Lions, I'm looking at, I'm in my office, and I'm looking at this picture of the 1992 NFC Championship game against the against the Detroit Lions. Yeah. And Eric Kramer was the quarterback. 
and they had this young kid named Conover that was the offensive tackle that I was facing in that game. And uh, the first play of the game, I went over to, t- I ran through the guy, grabbed the uh, Eric Kramer. He fumbled the ball. Fred Stokes picks it up. Uh, first and ten, Redskins, uh, and we never looked back. That was the last time they were in the NFC Championship game, and unfortunately, I think it's going to be the same uh, same thing. Even though they're the Cinderella, you know, they're the story of the uh, to me of the playoffs right now until until they're not. Yeah, I agree. I but what, how do you explain? I mean, Green Bay to me, they gave it away. I mean, they dropped pick six. They they just seemed to. Not be while Purdy was struggling, they seized. Mm-hmm. They didn't seize the moment, and that was it. And they, then when Debo went out, and that was your chance. Yeah, some 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 of that mystique, the 49er mystique. I look. I remember uh, when we played Monty Combs. We went out to San Francisco and played them, and in, in, uh, and Montana was still playing at the time. Yep. And we went out and, uh, you know, we were playing, it was a playoff game and we were playing. Yeah. And we were playing with their, you know, uh, against the legend in Montana. And we, Monty had a, Monty had a fumble recovery. He ran to the sideline with the fumble. You know, he got, got the ball. We went over to the sideline and we're high-fiving him and he's crying. And I'm saying, Monty, what's wrong? He said, we're going to lose. I said, what? <laughs> he said, we're going to lose. We were, we had just got a major turnover, but we just, you know, that mystique, that, that presence of Montana, that the whole, and I'm telling you, there's something in that with the 49ers and that mystique that they carry. And when you walk into there, now this is a brand new stadium. You know, it's only been around a couple of years. It's not Candlestick yeah, Park. It's in country. It's in San Jose. Yeah. What, you know, it's where we, it's our practice facility. I practiced on that field. It was just a practice field. There wasn't a stadium built up around it. That was our, do- our locker rooms and everything. Wow. And they built the stadium the around. Uh, huh? I, I think yeah. it's horrible. I hate the fact that they have Super Bowls there. I mean, we, the last time I, we were out there, I mean, you're like in another country. You you, you get San Francisco, you got to drive <laughs> to San Jose. Doc, it's just like going into Dulles Airport. You think you're playing with the Washington Redskins or Washington right. Commanders, and right. you're in Northern Virginia. It's the same exact thing. It's like having the Redskin Park be the stadium now. You know, if somebody wanted to put it out there, now you know uh, they're – very seriously talking and really close, I believe, to a deal to resurrect RFK Stadium, to implode it and build right there. And so that's that's the hope. Um, and that's the hope. Are you giving us a tip? Are you dropping a dime? I, I'm I, I'm dropping a little something. That, you know, I mean, it depends on how many people pick it up, that, whether it goes anywhere or not. <laughs> no, Muriel Bowser has been working really hard not to demolish RFK Stadium. Yet it should have been demolished a couple of years ago. In fact, there was a contractor. I drove by. I drive by every chance I get, and it's just it's eerie. Um, We went in and and took a look around a year or so ago, and it really is sad to see something that means so much to so many people, and to just be neglected. 
to that level. Well, I That's... think I think she did that. The Muriel Bowser did that because she was de- she was going to defy Dan Snyder. She was not going to work with him. And now with the new ownership, all of a sudden there's all of a sudden some uh, some laws were passed, some bills were approved. And and now it looks like there may be some, you know, look, we got to be out of FedEx field by 2027, I think it is. 2027. So they have to work quickly. So um, that's not a lot of time. It isn't a lot of time, but I think that gives them enough time. They've been working on plans. Jason Wright has been in the design phase and working on plans. Now, I don't know with the ownership change and, and I don't know what they've done in the front office. In fact, what, who's over at the front office now? I have no idea. Uh, is, is, is Doug Williams still there? I th- yeah, I think Doug's still there. I mean, they, they, in, in what they're doing, I mean, every, right now it's kind of like other than getting our GM, I think that's the only of, so we had two official hires under this pro, I mean, where's, it, it, where's Martin Mayhew? Where's Martin I'm still Mayhew? Still there. Everybody's still there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And because oh, of his relationship, the I mean, they were together with the Niners, so maybe a good fit. Yeah, where's Eric? I think Eric you want to be enemy? around as many people that know you. You want to be around guys you've been around. Yeah, but I mean, so but he was the general manager. So what does he become? Well, Peter's the GM, so he would be. Yeah. an assistant, or I don't know what titles they'll throw out, but you like to see everybody that he decides to keep, that he keeps. That's all. We got a guy now that's in charge of everything from a football operation standpoint. That was my big gripe about it. Before you get a coach, I, I like the system we were under. A general yeah. manager, yeah. a head coach, yes. a defensive coordinator, yes. and a special team. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what well, they were trying I'm, to do, that centric thing. What happens if the guy's bad? That means everything's bad. Yeah, I don't. I didn't like. So, that. what about the coaching coaches? Eric Bieniemy still there? Uh, he's yeah. Everybody's still there. They've not made a move. We'll see what happens. Uh, a lot. Of how do you think how do you do business like that? Well, the I'm not saying right the new owners. I'm not talking about the new owners. I'm talking about no, how. I know, but what happened? What is, what is Eric Bieniemy? What are the other coaches? Ryan Kerrigan? What do they What do they do? They show up every day and look at film. I think a and... lot of people are getting their houses organized, okay, and they're <laughs> and they're planning on packing, or they're going to be in. And that's that's why it's beautiful now that it's one man's decision along with the ownership. But we have a mm-hmm. football guy in charge of football, the football program, and that's what you want. And that'll be yeah, up to him, yeah. and we won't know. I don't think we'll know anything for the next three weeks. And and I, that's okay. I don't want them to make a rash decision, you know. Um, now, I, you know, I'm asking you questions now. Where does Magic fit in? Still the still he's one a, of the owners. He's a winner. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying owners. he's a winner. Yeah, still heavily involved. That's the good news. Ownership group intact. General manager check intact. Now we got to get a head coach. And then you start building your staff, and I think everything else goes around it. But the beautiful thing about it, Charles, is that we're not paid to do any of that. And so we get a chance to just enjoy these two games this weekend. And then next week, if something comes up, we'll come back together and we'll talk about it. 
Yeah, because I can't wait to see what moves they make. Uh, I'm excited you, about this. I'm I'm man, very I, excited I about the new owners. I'm hyperventilating. Look, let's <laughs> let's plan on this. Maybe we'll get some news and we'll we'll join. As soon as I get a call, you'll get a call, and then we'll call me back, brother. I will. I would it, love I to come you. on here. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime, Doc. Like I tell the brotherhood, if I'm on, you on. That's the right. roll. All right, brother. All love right, you, man. All right, Charles, love you man. Too. As Coach would say, simply one of the best. To break, we go. We come back. We can chop it up if you'd like. We want to thank the BetQL guest hotline for providing Charles Mann. Joe Washington, Butch McAdams, and we got the Bulldog coming up in the 9 o'clock hour, but let's chop it up right now and give us a call on the MGM National Listener Line at 1-800-636-1067. Back in a moment. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Wall-to-wall coverage here on Overtime After Dark. 106.7 The Fan. Rick Doc Walker on the microphone. Um, love the response. You guys have been great on X. And uh, we'll get some of those read on air. Those that I can read on air and not lose our license. Rob out in Crofton is on line, line one. And we appreciate you joining us. And don't forget... We're always live and free on the Odyssey app. What's going on, Rob? Hey, Doc. How are you doing tonight? I'm good, man. I'm excited. This weekend is a special weekend, man. It's uh, to be in this game and to compete for a chance to play in a Super Bowl and just enjoy. And we'll talk about what Super Bowl week is all about down the road. But this championship game, it's like being in a Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. Yeah. You know, playing Doc, in – Championships. Go ahead. No, I'm just yeah, saying this is pumped up. It's it's very cool to be talking to you right now. Uh, my dad has my dad had season tickets from time that the skins went to FedEx and you know wow. so forth. We sat in the 420 section. Um, you know it. It's unfortunate everything that we've been through through that, but you know. I, I love my boys. I love everything they do. My biggest question that I want to ask you right now is is that, you know, when we look at Dan Quinn and Mike McDonald um, and we look at the secondary that we have as a team, you know, um, are we not looking at some things that those guys could add to an Emmanuel Forbes or, you know, I mean, Kendall Fuller is Kendall Fuller. 
right? You know, I mean, shout out to uh, my Anne Arundel County guys. Uh, I know um, he's great. You know, he, he's, he's, he's so underrated. But, you know, when we look at a Quan Martin, when we look at, you know, even Cam Curl um, and going back, Emmanuel Forbes, what does a guy like, you know, Dan Quinn add to those, those fellows? And I understand, yeah, he doesn't have Michael Parsons here, but he does have a guy named Jamin Davis. And, you know, once we got Jamin out of the Mike position, we, we kind of saw a little bit more out of him. But Agreed. could we, you know, I, I mean, my biggest question would be what, what do you think that a Mike McDonald offers, uh, you know, those guys or Dan Quinn offers those guys, you know, and then we go back and look on the offense and say, hey, now we have an opportunity to, and I don't want to say Marvin Harrison Jr., but, you know, now we have an opportunity to add on the offensive side, maybe it isn't Sam Howe. But on the flip side, do we have an opportunity to add a left tackle? Do we have an opportunity to do things that are bigger than what we see? Well, yeah, we do. But it, that's why you have a general manager, somebody that's looking at the entire program, and you got to think about the future. You mentioned both guys. I mean, a lot of people because he was a cowboy. But I remember the man's been to a Super Bowl He's been a head coach. I think that's to his credit. He's worked with talent. The thing I like about him is that he has a system. And because they pick players so well in Dallas, he was able to pick people that fit his system. Uh, the guy, the young man in Baltimore is a baby genius. He's, I call him baby Belichick. Oh, man. Because I, defensively, he, that's my man. he locks everybody that's, down. He's beaten everybody but Kansas City. No doubt, Doc. That's who I want. That's who I yeah. really, really want. And bring bring the defensive line coach along with us for, you know, the D coordinator. But I sorry to interrupt. I just, you know. No, no. That, I mean, we, we can all, again, the first thing we have to admit, all of us, is that we don't have the resources to get all the data yeah. that we would need. I'm just telling you from an outside looking in, what McDonald has done to me, is not discussed enough. Their defense, I mean, the Ray Lewis crew was unbelievable. These guys aren't far off, and he is tied up. The number one offense right now is the Shanahan and the um, is a hybrid of L.A. and San Francisco. Both guys, I might add, were all here. And they have cloned this thing. Well, he's the ghostbuster because he's beating every one of them. Yeah. And so how he can, I'm sure, I'm hoping he's being considered. I have no idea. But I would like to see him considered. I don't think you go offense or defense. You go the best guy, the best brain, and the best leader. And that's one thing that our GM has already said it. He said it, that leadership. The guy's got to get in front of the entire room, not just his room, the entire room. And I don't want to lose his expertise of X's and O's while he tries to be a general. If he's a if he's a lieutenant, but he's the best lieutenant we can get your hands on, I'll take that. Leadership and X's and O's don't necessarily run together. 
you got to have a. We had some, Wayne Severe, our special teams coach, Richie Pettibone, and Joe Gibbs. That's three guys that to me were equals in terms of what they brought to the table. You can't touch Joe on a on a board, on a whiteboard. Guy's genius. But then what you didn't know about, and, and this is the thing that Joe Bugle doesn't really get his due. You gotta have a guy like Bienemy in your program. That's what turns no, no. Joe get I mean Joe Bugle? Man, we had some Vikings there. Our strength and conditioning oh, coach, Dan Riley, he's a superstar. He did as much as any position coach did with the entire team. So it, it this is not easy, but it's about personalities. It's not just about X's and O's. It's personalities. You can't be a mummy and motivate anybody. You got to have some people in there like Pete Carroll at his age. He still has as much more energy than anybody. You got to get people that fire up people. You can't have a mummy running your program. I don't give a damn what anybody says. And I don't know this guy's personality, but McDonald, I'm telling you what he's done. I sure hope he gets an interview. That's all I would say on it. Appreciate your call, Rob. That was awesome. Let's go to Little on two. Little, welcome to Overtime After Dark. What's happening, legend, Doc? Shout out to your man, Dent. Hey, man, look, Doc, I like Quinn, man. I'm going to tell you the reason why, Doc, I think them, them, them uh, free agents are going to gravitate to him, man. You know what I'm saying? And um, so, for one thing, I see the experience with Quinn, and also he's hungry. And, um, you know, sometimes, you know, I mean, that shiny toy look good, offense, but, man, I'm telling you that, defense, you, you build your defense, you can stop an offense. As simple as that. And I believe Quinn, he's not a bias-type coach. He's going to put them players, man, like this last caller was saying. Davis should have his hands in the dirt, man. These 35% of the game. He should be going out there the quarterback, man. Yeah, he's, he's, I think they mismanaged him. Yeah. yeah. It's simple as that. And, you know, and, um, you know, I, I know they're going to go after the quarterback, you know, but let's just let's, let's build an offensive line through the free agency. And I'm, I'm going to throw my cousin out there, man, big Greg. Greg, man, Greg is a free agent, man, with Miami. He, ain't, he only played about four or five games in Miami, played him at tackle. And Greg, Greg Little is a hell of a guard, man. His OPI man playing guard is out of the out of the chain, Dom Doc. Hey man, look, shout out to Luke, man, brother Luke, Blue Hockey man, Doc. I, I tried to call in early when he got on the Danny and Grant show. Luke made some good points, but the simplest fact, man, is that how man we can't. Once how realized, man, he got to be adamant about his anticipation. Once he get that locked down. He'll be a better quarterback move on there. He would give him some time. Cause a lot of his big plays, man, Doc, he was always on the move. If you look well, back at again, the that's what the new staff, that's their, that's, that's, that's their yeah, situation that's the staff, right. to deal with, and, not know, mine. I yeah, like appreciate Quinn. you, Little. Go out hey, to Maryland now. You got it. Christopher, you are next on Overtime After Dark. What's going on? Hey, howdy. I really got a lot. Kind of right along those lines of what those last two callers are saying about so when um, let's say they do get pick Ben Johnson, and will will uh, Peters and the other front office people kind of help him fill out his staff if necessary? Like especially if it's a high profile guy like Quinn or uh, Rabel, someone with some experience that so he wouldn't have to worry about that whole side of the ball more or less. But I don't know if they can make sideways moves or they get, they got to be I don't know titled assistant head coach. I'm not certain, and vice versa. Maybe they'll hire a defensive guy and. 
with the Peters and them help him help fill out that staff. Because, like you said, Rome and all those coaches Joe had, he wasn't doing it all by himself. Nobody um, does it alone. No, nobody does it alone. I mean, what happens is that once you get your staff together, then you start trying to fill it. Right. That's the that's the fun part about it for a GM, and he's not oh, doing so it he, alone. So they are involved. It's not all on the, whoever the head coach is to pick the entire staff. I would think not. I do not know that. I would but hope if you're getting a guy now, if you get a, a a coach who's been a head coach before, he's going to already know that. Okay. He's going to hit the ground running. If you what, get a guy what? who's never been a head coach, then you then you got to hope. Okay, and to a couple other things here. One I was concerned about why how the Lions got shut down in the second half, and I think you mentioned perhaps that Baltimore shut them down. So I don't know. I don't know. Baltimore shut to, everybody down. I, it's hard to speculate on too much. I do know that I heard that the entire Lions coaching staff are all former players, which I found interesting. And one last thing, an unknown, a forgotten player in that Dolphins Super Bowl game y'all played was when Joe knocked down that pass that got batted up in the air and A.J. Dewey almost caught it. That was, yep. Yep. That that was, was a big play. That was a hell of a moment. That <laughs> Joe, Charlie, Joe, Charlie 10 hitch. Y'all never forget it. Hey, appreciate Joe, the phone call, man. Hey, that was luck, uh, yeah. heavy metal. That was a hell of a moment. Uh, to see that ball going up in the air and hoping that it wouldn't land in the Dolphins' chest. And Joe, probably the play of the game, came back and uh, and knocked it down. I'll never forget that one. That was a little frightening, a little scary. But uh, good action on that. 1-800-636-1067. Who do you like on Championship Sunday? Who are you pulling for? And is there somebody you think is best equipped to lead this football team on the coach's side. Holla at your boy right here. Overtime after dark right here, 106.7 The Fan. DOC on the microphone. You can join me on the MGM National Listener Line at 1-800-636-1067. Wall-to-wall coverage always live and free on the Odyssey app. Got to get that app, man. I love the app. Get on it. Check in with the fellas, see how guys are rolling. Today was Ask B. Mitch Anything. I love that. On Fridays with B. Mitch and Finley and uh, the two superstars that produced that show, uh, Landfill and Brother Walker. It was a lot of fun. A lot of fun today. And it's it's that moment. You brought up a date that kind of blew my mind a little bit, made me think, wow, I'm actually aging. Roger. You brought doc, this to the table. Is this your fault? Hey, this is me, Doc. What's going on, baby? I brought that up there because I was at the Hubert Humphrey Stadium with y'all that night when you won the championship, champ. Wow. I appreciate it. I was wow. there that night. And I'm telling you, Doc, after the game, you know I'm not lying, we went to this hotel called the Radisson Hotel, and yeah. there was a big spread there for us. And... I went there, and I had a one-day trip. You know, it was cold up in Minnesota. Yep. Well, man, I'm telling you, that was one of my best one-day trips ever. And now to lead the team, Doc, I'm going to say this, and I'm going to hang up and let you hear something. I don't mind Eric the enemy being the coach. Everybody was talking about, oh, oh, well, hey, he threw the ball 40 times a game. Well, Doc, you asked me this. The late Jim Brown – 
Leroy Kelly, Floyd Little, Larry Zonka, Jim Kelly, Larry Brown, Charlie Haraway, Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, Chuck Foreman, Emmett Smith, Derek Henry this age, Mercury Morris, Calvin Hill, George Rogers, John Riggins, Southeast Jerome, Joe Morris, Coach Eric B. Enemy, Sam Howe wasn't handing off to them. I do not believe in my heart, and I love him. I don't believe Brian Robinson or uh, uh, what's his other boy named Gibson or the Spanish mm-hmm. boy, uh, I forgot his name. I don't Chris believe they Rodriguez. could take the ball 40 times. Huh? Rodriguez. Rodriguez. I don't believe that they could hand off to them 40 times. I don't believe. Well, you not you weren't constructed. You don't have a line that's constructed for that. Yeah, absolutely. That's why I don't have no problem with him. And I hope Eric gets the coach, if not somewhere. But like I said, I love that night, Doc. Thank you for winning it for DC, baby. Thank you, my man. Well, like yeah, said, thank them. I tell you what, the '91 team. I was with you. We were just watching. Oh, you. Oh. Yeah. Okay. No, my last yeah, one. I'm a little uh-huh. older than you, Doc. I'm a little older than you. I'm yeah, 68, well, but I'll I'm tell glad. you. Well, that's good, that man. Appreciate the phone great. call. Hey. Okay, buddy. All right, you got it. <laughs> that's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, man, it's been a long time. Makes me feel old. 32 years, Christopher, 32 years? Yeah, it makes me feel old, too. I remember that one. So. Yeah, yeah. Man, that, uh, that reminds me of what – but the Bengals – Give me that salvation. Cincinnati was 0 for 30, and one guy. And now that now that's that's like hitting the lottery, because all these drafts we've been through, a uh, uh, year after year after year, most of the guys selected, especially at the quarterback position, will fail. They just don't hit. Everybody comes out heralded and blah, 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 this and that. But it's not always the guy's fault. I just, you got to be in the right time with the right people. They can help you with that learning curve. And I think of some of the quarterbacks, even under Coach Gibbs, that, you know, it was rocky. It was rocky for a minute. But Joe always had the benefit of that. He had a sludge hammer. And we were going to run the ball. And that's why I like the Ravens. Teams that I like, I like the Niners a lot because they run the ball. I like they run the ball. I don't like, but if we won and we threw it every down, I'd take it. But I'm just not comfortable with it. I'm not comfortable being in shotgun on goal line. Call me old school. Call me snake in the grass. Whatever you want to. That's not football. It's not the. And if that's football, if that's the way it's going to be, then thank God that we have a good hockey team in there because I'm going to have to revert to the most physical sport going, and that's hockey. I I just cannot get over the fact that this powder puff football and all, I I just don't, I don't, I don't, that's why I like the Ravens so much. And the Niners because they run. Detroit runs it. They took a first round, with their first pick running back. Thank God it worked out. Otherwise, all the math geeks would try to talk you into thinking, you know what that represents? And there's a time and place for everything. You couldn't, analytics have always been in the game. 
It was just the coaches kept it. They were all they've always been doing it. Not to this level. And the guy that just got fired with the Chargers, he's the poster boy for buying in to math, thinking that you're gonna win football games with math. It's not gonna happen. And that's why his behind is fired. And he ruined and wasted talent. Going forward to analytics, he never hit nobody in the mouth. And there's never been hit in the mouth. Is a time and place for everything. I want my team to be analytic driven. I want them to be on top of everything. But when it comes down to third and one, short yardage, you got to tell the math guys, put the book down. It's time for the men to come in now. It's time to get your knuckles in the grass. Yeah, but even that, they're all using the the tush push now. That's what the analytics tells them, you know? Well, and but no, but they're not doing it well. There's only two teams that do it well. Most people, they couldn't even, and they look how resistant they were to that. And it was working. And they just couldn't do it. They'd rather fail and be right. But it's just a scam. I'll tell you who's not doing it, the Ravens. And the Niners. And look at the final four teams that are in it right now. I mean, even Kansas City, man. Pacheco? Oh, my goodness. This is a beast. Got to have run element, man. You got to be able to put your hand in the dirt at some point. Maybe not the entire game. I understand that. But for goodness gracious, it's just pathetic. I've never seen a guy who was a hell of a defensive guy with the Rams just ruin his head coaching tenure following some damn book that somebody came up with something that's never been hit in the face in public. I ain't buying it. Not buying it. Now, that may be wrong, but not happening. Cannot buy into that under any circumstances. But we move forward. And um, we've been we've been a little bit offensive, and we kind of keep it even, offense and defense. But um, – Bulldog, I want to talk a little bit about an unheralded defensive line that really hasn't gotten a ton of pub, but yet collectively, the Ravens, they don't have Saragusa up there. They ain't guys that were famous. But I'm telling you what, the results and uh, are their right tackle is one of ours. You know, it's strange to me, one of the more frustrating things for me this season was knowing that we had three of our starting offensive linemen that once upon a time, Morgan Moses will be in that game with Baltimore, the right tackle. You know, Sheriff is in Jacksonville, and Trent Williams will be playing in this game. Two of the three guys that started here will be in the championship game, which means they're still in their prime, still starting, and guess where they are? Not here. If you want to surmise... Our front office, there's no better example than that. You gave up three core guys. Who, not only they on teams, they start. Well, not to mention Shanahan is the coach of the of the Niners. Well, yeah, well, coaches come and go, and we blew that. But players, three starting offensive linemen, starting. Yeah, playing. And everybody, nobody sent a check back. Nobody sent a refund back. Nobody said, my bad. They took the money and ran like thieves. So don't let that happen again. Let's not repeat that. 
you can analytic yourself to death. But you better put a focus on them big uglies. Five up front on offense and four on fr- defensively. And we got to put, and it was said, Joe Washington said early, pressure on the quarterback. We couldn't have, but we didn't bust a grape with pressure after we lost, and we got a value added. That was an investment. You gave up sweat. He led two teams. Nobody's ever done that. Productive. Yeah, you got to give up some. Now, you get your prize at the draft. And thank goodness we have some adults that will be running that draft, and hopefully you can make up something back on it. Whether or not Chase Young becomes the best player ever, He's still better than anybody you have. So we know what we've done wrong. Let's not repeat that tragedy and move forward. And let these people who are in charge, honestly, don't care. Whatever they do, I support it. I just want them to do it. This is not a fan vote. You can say what the hell you like and nobody cares what we think. That's what happened here in the past. Them days are over. That's done. We're going to actually operate now like a full-fledged pro football franchise. We get to the next hour. Let's keep it cranked up. We'll in, get the Bulldog in, Kendrick Golston, and let's talk some defense. We'll be right back. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.